the Click and Go Travel Podcast, fueling your wanderlust with far-flung, off-the-beaten-track destinations to just across the water and everything in between. Welcome back to this week's travel podcast. Paul and I are back this week in studio talking about travel trends and what our top tips are for booking uh, your 2023 holiday. What we do in Click and Go is every quarter we send out our travel survey or travel sentiment survey to our database and we generally get a really good response of about 2,000 um, respondents. Um, so, hi Paul. Hi Jill, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Good. Good. So today we're just going to chat about our findings and um, just share them with you and give everyone some top tips about booking their holidays. So to start with the first and the big call out from our survey was that 68% of our respondents have not yet booked their 2023 holiday. I know, it's quite, it's quite extraordinary. Like this survey was done at Easter 23, so middle of April 23 for summer 23. And over two thirds of people have not yet booked to travel for their holiday. They've not booked their holiday, be it in Ireland or be it abroad. They have not booked their holiday for summer 23. I think that is incredible. Why do you think that is, though? Why do you think people have not yet booked? I think there's a couple of reasons. I think um, naively, I think Irish consumers think we are the only people in the world who go on holidays to, to the sun. And I think we think... You know, we're looking at the prices and going, they're a bit too high, they will fall. Whereas in reality, Irish consumers make up one or two percent of the total sun holiday market within Europe. Okay. And what we're seeing and what we're hearing from our hoteliers in Spain and Portugal and Greece and Italy and France is that the markets, all of their markets are booking. Because if you're a hotelier in Spain or Portugal, you look at the market in general. So your market is comprised of Irish consumers, UK consumers, Scandinavian, Benelux, Germany, Holland, like all of that, sorry, Holland falls into Benelux, but all of that cohort, like there's, you know, the guts of 500 million sun holiday consumers in the core European sun holiday markets and we're just 5 million of that. So we're 1% of the total. And I think we sit here thinking, gosh, those prices are high, they will fall. And, and I don't think they're going to fall. And from listening to the hoteliers and talking to the hoteliers abroad, they're saying the UK market's booking well, the German market's booking well, Benelux is booking well, Scandinavians are booking well. Yeah. And, and, you know, we booked well in January and then we kind of took a pause. And I think we're thinking it's going to drop. And you can tell from listening to some of the recent interviews with the airline execs that they're very happy about their load factors and their booking levels and their fare levels for summer 23. Yeah. So they're not dropping prices anytime soon. And and we're not seeing it either. Like we would see in terms of the airline prices, we would see sales getting launched and we would see, you know, major discounting happening. And we're not seeing that. Yeah. And also from the hoteliers, the end of January is a really important time. They look at their their bookings at the end of January, then they look at them at the end of February, then they look at them again at the end of March. And what they do is they put discounts in at the start of the year to incentivize the consumer to book. The end of January, they remove some. The end of February, they remove some. The end of March, they remove some. And you and I know because we're yeah. pricing up all the time for advertising and for inserts and different brochures we produce. All of those early booking discounts are gone. Yeah. Which tells me that those hoteliers are not spoofing when yeah. they're saying that they're doing well. And we're already seeing some of our property owners and some of the good properties abroad issuing what we call stop sales. Yeah. So they're kind of saying, folks, 
take us off sale for July, take us off sale for these two weeks in August, we're full. Or they're closing out two-bedroom apartments or the larger apartments. They're full. Yeah. So, you know, there's two elements to, two primary elements to a person's holiday. One is the flights and the other is accommodation. And it does look like the accommodation across all the markets has been very well sold because that's going to be sold across Europe. Yeah. And flights out of Ireland in terms of what we're hearing from Ryanair and Aer Lingus are equally well sold. And I get it. Like consumers are sitting there going, but the price of my holiday has gone up. You know, I'm paying a lot more this year than maybe last year or they're paying the same this year as they were last year. But that is substantially more than they were paying pre-COVID. Yeah. But that is a three-year gap. And, you know, airlines are seeing higher input costs in terms of all of their fuel costs. Their staff costs have increased. And let's be honest, like they're they're probably trying to recover some of the losses that they incurred during COVID. So there's an element to which prices have increased and they ain't going to fall. But, you know, we don't live in Ireland for the weather or for the tax. <laughs> you know, we, we love it. But, yeah. you know, what's our alternative? We're going to we're we're going to wait. And what we want may have sold out or what we want may actually go further up in price. Yeah. So really, yeah. not looking good for that 68% of people who haven't yet booked. Yeah, yeah. so it is. If you see something you like, get a book now because the prices are not going to fall. It's, it's always hard to say definitively yeah. that the prices are not going to fall. But based on what we're seeing, based on what we're hearing from the airlines and based on what we're hearing from the hotels in the destination, the apartment owners in the destinations and the tourist boards, 23 is looking good for them. Yeah. So they are not they're not going to drop prices. So then it's a case of, you know, what could consumers do to get a better deal? What could, you know, families do to get a better deal? Um, how, can, how can we make it more affordable for them to book now? What, yeah. what can we do to incentivize people to book now if they are concerned about booking now? Yeah, yeah. And also another sort of interesting stat is that we saw out of our respondents, 67% of them are planning to take a sun holiday. Yeah. So we know that sun is, you know, does really, really well for us and it's what people are looking after. Um, but what would be the top sun destinations for this year? This year, like our, our, our top 10 really, you know, always at number one and number two, you'll have Lanzarote and the Algarve. Lanzarote, as we know, is, you know, one of the one of the core islands in, in the Canary Islands, the seven islands in the Canary Islands. But Lanzarote outsells all of the others. Yeah. More people go to Lanzarote from Ireland for holidays than all of the other islands combined. So oh. you can add up Gran Canaria, Tenerife and Fuerteventura. Really? Wow. And the, the number of people who go to those three islands equals the number of people from Ireland who go to Lanzarote. We have we have an obsession with Lanzarote. We yeah. love Lanzarote. And in fairness, it's a great destination because it's year round. It's sunny. It's low rise. It's nice. Good beaches. It's affordable. It's even better value in the summer because their winter is when they can charge more because they have less competition. Yeah. So Lanzarote is there. The Algarve is also always a very strong uh, one or two in terms of demand. Irish consumers love the Algarve. Three hour flight. Uh, stunning beaches. Just yeah. great, great beaches. Um, and usually really good value for money. Yeah. You know, so it's probably, and, and you know, like we talk about the Algarve as if it's one resort, but like the Algarve is, you know, 150, 200 Ks of, of stunning beach. Like it's a, 
it's a very large chunk of destination yeah. and you have so many choices of resorts within the Algarve. So, you know, it's it's a bit unfair to talk about the Algarve as as one. It's a bit like how we talk about probably the next top destination, the Costa del Sol as yeah. one destination where, again, it's another 100, 150k stretch of coastline combining everything from Malaga down to, to Estepona. So, you know. Yeah. They're, they're like Lanzarote, Algarve, Costa del Sol, then the other Canary Islands of Tenerife and Gran Canaria come in. Mallorca will always be in the top 10. Summer mm. only destination, but summer really is end of March until the end of October. And, you know, flights to Mallorca out of all of the regional airports too. Yeah. So out of Knock, out of Kerry, out of Shannon, out of Cork. Um, Fuerteventura comes in. Salou, always a favourite just south of Barcelona. And great Cusha, for families as well. Great for families. Yeah. And like you've poured having through the theme park, theme park there. Um, Kushadasi in Turkey is back into the top 10. It had dropped because of possibly the coverage around yeah. the earthquakes in Syria and Turkey at the end of January. Um, when consumers see a destination in the headlines, they tend to pull back. The reality is, you know, Kushadasi is about a thousand kilometres away from where the earthquakes were. Yeah. Um, it's no consolation to the people who were caught up in the earthquakes, but it does impact a booking period and it was a key booking period end of January, February, March when it was Turkey was in the news for all the wrong reasons but back there now and very good flight availability from Dublin into you know Izmir which is beside Kushadasi or Dalaman or Bodrum or Antalya yeah. uh, so great opportunities there and then also in the top 10 is Malta you know stunning Mediterranean island really hot in the summer tons of history lots to do yeah so like they are the, they are the top 10 for sun holidays and they they don't tend to change massively. Some of the Italian destinations would be just outside the top 10 because yeah. there isn't as much capacity. Yeah. Um, Croatia tends to just sit outside the top 10. And I tell you, next year, we're going to see Greece in more of those top 10 destinations because this year we have more flights into the likes of uh, Corfu and Crete, Rhodes, Kos, direct flights to Santorini, yeah. uh, direct flights to Thessaloniki, feeding Halkidiki. So Greece all of a sudden is very much back in terms of a high volume destination. So we'll see we'll see more of Greece featuring there next year. Yeah, very good. Um, and then another interesting stat was that 13 percent of people are planning to take a city break. Yeah. And I think I think it's great to see the city break piece back. I Absolutely. think what we may have forgotten was around this time last year, Dublin Airport probably wasn't in the best shape. Yeah. Um, we had those quite long queues to get through security, to yeah. get through check-in, to, you know, it, it was the airport coming back to normal after being effectively yeah. closed for two years. And it wasn't just Dublin, sure it wasn't. No, it was no, also no, Amsterdam no. and Amsterdam, loads of different... London, Paris, yeah. you name it. Like most European airports really struggled from a staffing point of view to get back yeah. to business because when travel returned last year, it returned at quite a pace. Yeah. So, yes, I'm not surprised that we're seeing city breaks back Um because all of the flights are back and yeah. they are the ideal short break. Like we all just love to get away. Like we love we love Ireland, but like it's, yeah. you know, what's not to like about getting to Rome or, you know, London, Lisbon, Prague, Budapest for, for less than 300 euros, yeah. including flights and two or three nights accommodation. You know, to be honest, a city break is not much more expensive than a good meal out for two in Dublin. Exactly. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> and it's much more likely that it's going to be more affordable in that destination than in Ireland. So yeah. I think consumers, it's a case of pent up demand for cities. Yeah. No longer queues at the airport. Like it is a joy to travel through Dublin Airport now. 
no queues. Everybody's commenting on it. Um, best of luck to the DAA for the summer. Yeah. I'm sure they've staffed up and resourced up accordingly. They did a very good job at trying to get their act together last year when things went awry um, and, and signs on it. We can see and you can see it in terms of the daily booking stats. Definitely. That city breaks are, are there. And then, you know, once again, some great city options out of Shannon and out of Cork. Cork added Seville as a new route this year. So like that's really good. And yeah. Shannon is always adding new city break destinations. So a really, a really great option for people yeah. and, and so affordable. Yeah. Oh, it's great that they're back. And where are people going this year? We, we can see the Eastern European cities or the Central European cities of Budapest, Prague and Krakow always being there. Yeah. Rome goes to the top of the list at certain times of the year. Yeah. Um, it'll, it'll be very popular you know, in May, like it's a real time to be there because, you know, it's not too hot. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's bright days, long days, lovely weather, so much to see. It is just like Morris, uh, our head of sales, is just back from a cruise. He put up some amazing photographs on Instagram of his cruise oh, it and looks they called into Rome. And like he was just, he, he, he summarized it perfectly in terms of it's just like walking in a museum. Wow. It is it is brilliant. And he was there with his wife and kids. And it's that sort of multi-generational feel. You can never get bored. Like it is it is an absolutely unique city within Europe in terms of the history piece, the the just how beautiful it is. Yeah. And how, how manageable it is in terms of scale. Like it is it is not an enormous city. Like it okay. is a walkable city. Yeah. Um London is doing gangbuster business yeah. for us at the moment in terms of numbers. Yeah. Why? I think it's just the fact that London has so much going for it. Like it has all of those theatres. Yeah. It has great restaurants. And all restaurants. of that stuff is back now after. Yeah. Yeah. So you people know, have missed it. And I know I know we do a great job here in terms of our theatre piece and the like support. Gosh, I, I heard Hamilton is coming. But like London just has it when it comes to choice. Yeah. Um, shopping. And I, I just think it's one of those cities that people really enjoy visiting. Yeah. It's convenient. It's so frequent in terms of flights. The hotel prices are not bad. So it's there. Lisbon, always, always top. Like we know in the office even, you know, people hopping over and back. Mark is just back. He had a great weekend. He couldn't believe how good the weather was in April. Oh, he couldn't good. believe the value for money in terms of eating out. And he brought home a few pastel natas. So <laughs> always, always welcome to get those lovely Portuguese little custard pies. Oh, they're the best. Mm. They're the best. Um, and also 10% of our respondents are planning a cruise holiday this year. Yeah, so. like we can see our cruise volume for this year is back to 2018, 2019 yeah. levels. Um, very strong. Um, the, the cruise market came back slow enough last year because yeah. it was still subject to some restrictions last year. Everybody got back sailing because it was, you know, a, a difficult holiday type to restart uh, because, you know, the ships were limited in terms of their capacity, limited in terms of their staff, all of that. But my God, it's back with yeah. with, with serious gusto this year and, and absolutely selling very, very well. I think, I think what consumers like about cruise, you know, the repeat rate for cruises in the high 80s, 90% level. So yeah. once you do a cruise holiday once, you're likely to do it again. You're going back, yeah. And uh, it's it's the value across the cruise lines. Like we work very closely with MSC cruises, with Royal Caribbean, with Celebrity Cruises, Norwegian uh, and Princess Cruises. They would be kind of our core. And then there's, there's the luxury end of the market, the likes of Silver Seas and Oceania. So it's, it's demand across 
all of those destinations and the value and you can see it the value is the reason that people go the value in the itineraries I think are yeah. the reason that people are back with with cruise holidays and back very fast and the cruise ships are launching more ships like there's yeah. you know a couple of cruise ships launched this year last year was just non-stop in terms of launches because yeah. any of the ships that had been planned and built through COVID were getting launched last year like I was on a cruise launch in, in March in April in May in August and wow. I could have been on another one in November you know and I, I was due to be on one in May going out this this month but uh, that ain't going to happen for whatever reason but you know the, the, the cruises the cruise lines are launching new ships all of the time so it's it's just a constantly growing market with more people getting involved all of the time and loving it. Yeah, that's great. And then we also saw that 25% of um, our respondents are looking to travel in April and May. So it seems to be a, a late market as well. One of the like one of the key call-outs, I think, from the Travel Sentiment Survey was that 68% hadn't booked. And the other key call-out, and we're seeing it, reflected in our day-to-day pattern and that survey had nearly 2,000 respondents so like it, it yeah. isn't a small sample it's a it's a very worthwhile sample the late market is really strong I don't know yeah. if you looked at the numbers yesterday but like really? even looking at yesterday I couldn't get over the volume of people that were still booking to travel in April yeah you know we're now kind of into the last 10 days of April almost yeah and we're still seeing people booking and May is I think the next best selling month followed by June. So that's sixty eight percent. The closer it gets to them thinking about taking time off or deciding that there is a deal they can't pass up, they are booking. Yeah. You know, the great thing is the capacity is there. The holidays are still there. The good stuff will sell out first and we all need to know that. And if your family, you know, the likes of the two bedroom, three bedroom apartments are going to sell out first because they're always in, in, in strong demand. Yeah. But yeah, strong, strong demand for April and May, which yeah. is, which reflects, you see, I think consumer behaviour changed during COVID. Yeah. You know, we couldn't go on holidays, we couldn't travel. So the normal pattern of when people book changed. Yeah. And and this is the first full year of pretty much no restrictions. Yeah. So consumers are kind of going, I might leave it until the last minute just to make sure I'm getting the best deal, just to make sure it's going to go ahead. Yeah. I, I think consumers don't want things cancelled on them anymore. No, no. So, so they feel safer maybe a little bit last minute yeah, closer yeah. in. Yeah. And we saw that where people are travelling in April and May is our normal kind of top destinations, but also Disneyland Paris. Yeah, Disneyland Paris always, like always... A, a perennial favourite for people because like let's face it it's you know just over an hour and 20 minutes of a flight yeah it's a short transfer it's an incredible theme park you've got the two the two theme parks you have Disney Studios and you have the village you, like yeah. the, the whole kind of Disneyland Universe, itself yeah. and you know it, it is it is really good value for money this year we've seen it really good yeah. value for money Um and whether it's a Disney hotel or whether it's one of the hotels near the theme park that have shuttles back and forth to the theme park, it is it is really there. And I think no different to the fact that the consumers are booking late, we're seeing families and also like a really high number of couples with no kids yeah. booking Disney. Oh, Disney's you know, great. Like you did it last yeah. year. We've loads of people in the office who do it, whether they like some of them with kids, some of them with no kids. Yeah. Um, but like the no kids market for Disney is is accounting for something like 40% yeah. of all visitors to Disneyland Paris. And, and just to give you a flavour, like we had we had our colleagues in from Disneyland last week and you could not get into the park over Easter. 
they closed access to Disneyland Paris if you did not have a pre-booked ticket. Yeah. So you couldn't rock up on the day and expect to get into the park because what Disney are now doing to improve the customer experience is saying when we reach a certain maximum, that's it. No more, no more unplanned entrance. No more anybody who doesn't have a ticket. It's all very well. Once you're once you're staying in one of the Disney hotels yeah. or you have a ticket that's designated for that day, you're fine. Your entrance is secure. Yeah. But it was like very interesting. Yeah. It was really interesting to hear them talk about, you know, they had reached max capacity in terms of queue length and customer enjoyment, and they were they closed the park for a new entrance for for Easter. So yeah. uh, understandably. The market is is very strong. Like it's our okay. We have Port Aventura, and there's a couple of theme parks in Holland, yeah. and we have Legoland in 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 the UK in Windsor, but Disneyland Paris is on a totally different, different scale. Yeah, and then also for the summer this year, forty eight percent of people are planning to still book for yes. for the summer. Where are people traveling, and what are the popular summer destinations? I think the summer the summer audience is very much the family market. Yeah. So that's the parents with kids and you know for the secondary kids it's traveling in June, July, August. For the primary school kids it's more July and August. Yeah. And my god those parents get punished with really high holiday prices yeah. when they're restricted to July and August. Um, so best value it tends to be the Canary Islands because that's a 12-month destination, cheaper rates in the summer than in the winter. So Lanzarote would always be popular. The Algarve is great because, you know, it's the Atlantic coast, so it's it's less hot than the Mediterranean yeah. uh, and offers great value for money. Plus the standard of accommodation, the Algarve, I think, is always you know very strong. Like it's, it's a real four-star, five-star market for the Algarve. And that adds to why the Irish consumer enjoys it. But Mallorca, like, just ticks so many boxes, has so many resorts. That is the third busiest airport in Europe in the summertime. Wow. Palma. Like, after Heathrow and Frankfurt, Palma is the third busiest airport in Europe. Wow. So that just gives you an idea as to, number one, the amount of capacity, like, the amount of resorts that they have there. And, like, we've done a podcast on Mallorca. Like, there is way more to Mallorca than... Some of the destinations yeah. that would be at the top of people's minds, and that's why it's 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 always there and always going to rank number yeah. one choice for loads of people. I can't wait to get back to New York. Yeah. <laughs> Any plans to go? No, not yet. No. I'm being I'm being good and focused on work at the moment, but I will start looking at, at a break. I'm one of the sixty eight percent this year. Yeah, and lastly, we also asked um, where people are planning to travel even during the winter months, so like October to December. Mm. Um, and there's a few different kind of options in there from what we've said before. Yeah, like you will always, like for guaranteed sunshine in the wintertime, you're always going to see the canaries coming out tops. Morocco yeah. is doing really well for us. Madeira doing very well in the winter. Uh, they haven't launched the full winter program, but we're seeing, you know, demand and search on the website being yeah. very strong. Disneyland Paris, a 12-month uh, round the year, round the clock destination pretty yeah. much. So that will be very popular and often has the best value for money around that November, January, February period when it's a bit cooler in, in terms of temperature wise, it can be cold in Paris, November, December, Jan, Feb. December, you'll only get value the first two weeks once it moves into Christmas. Then it's Park all, filled yeah. and it's full on and it's full prices. It's, yeah. it's, it's like two different price points. Um, New York, in terms of Christmas shopping, you will always see, and post-Christmas shopping, because January is the cheapest yeah. time to get to New York. So and you're I always going to see. January sales as well. So yeah, people are saving yeah. loads. And then cruises, you know, whether it's Caribbean, Winter Med. Winter Med tends to be great value. Dubai cruises for, you know, guaranteed sunshine. Yeah. Uh, and then Caribbean for guaranteed sunshine right through the winter. It's, uh, it's a nonstop choice. Yeah.
Oh, it's great. It's great that everything's back to normal and mm. people are, are booking again. Yeah. Um, and what would be your top tips for booking for 2023? Really get, get booking. You know, yeah. talk to your travel agent, talk to us. You don't have to pay in full at the time of booking. We've lowered our final payment piece to, I think, four weeks before travel now for people yeah. if they want to do that. So great flexibility so you don't have to commit and pay in full at the time of booking. Um, you could consider all inclusive because if you're looking for a value for money option that has all your meals and all your drinks included for for people who are you know possibly families who are looking there's some great options on all inclusives in the Spanish resorts they're really really good at it and some of the Portuguese resorts are getting in on that act Um, clearly for families if they can travel outside of the school holidays they're going to find incredible value yeah you know unfortunately you you get into the the you get into the problem of schools and school holidays and taking time off but the reality is you know a family can go away in May or pay double if they go in July or August like we know what the prices are and we can get a family of four down to the Algarve in May for a thousand euros in May flights and seven nights accommodation that's going to be two thousand euros for exactly the same holiday in July or August so you know, traveling in the school holidays effectively is double the cost. So it's it's a big cost for families. Um, if if we have consumers out there on a budget and looking to kind of really find the cheapest deal, we do on our on our website. We we, we do the holiday deal piece where we're looking constantly at the cheapest sun destinations. Yeah. And the cheapest sun destinations this summer just tend to come in at sunny beach in Bulgaria and the Ag- and Agadir in Morocco. Yeah. Really great value may not be top of everybody's mindset or list, but if they're on a budget and they're saying, I want to go, you know, for this particular price, like you're looking 400 May, June, 500 July and August, you're not going to find those sort of price points anywhere else. Um, So if you are on a budget, you know, use the holiday deal section on the website, phone us, the staff are there seven days a week, they'll find you the best deal because they'll use the deal finder for you and get you that deal. So there's ways and means. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you for all that information, Paul. And we hope you've learned a lot and we hope you get booking soon so you don't miss out on all the top yeah, top. Get your seat to the sun, folks. Yeah. It's been chilly out there today. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening, everyone. And if you'd like to follow us on our social media channels, we're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn and Twitter. And if you have any comments for us, if you email us at podcast at clickandgo.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Jill. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.